I keep, I've written down, like I'll write three or four different things. And then right after that, I'll put preseason doesn't matter though. <laughs> you literally texted me That's, that earlier. Yeah. Because you get so caught up. You're like, damn, so-and-so looks good. They could have a good season. And then you remember, oh, it's just the preseason though. Nope. Because there's been people like there's been t- teams who have had a terrible preseason and then go on to the Super Bowl. And then there's teams that have a great preseason and don't win a game. So, oh shit. Here we go again. I've seen a thing where Oprah has been buying land in Maui over the last couple of years like crazy. She bought a 520 acre plot in 2023 and a 330 acre lot. In 2023, and then she brought bought two 10 acre swaths of land in 2022, and in the last few years, she has gone from a, about 100 acres of land in Maui to over a thousand acres, and all of her land on Maui is untouched by these fires, but the surrounding areas that she couldn't buy off and you go into the Maui court documents, which is a good video I have to send you to. She has tried to purchase this land from the local, the locals in the area, and she they denied her pretty much. It just, I don't know if there's a giant. It rakes. It just, it just stinks, dude. It just, it's like if there's a trail, you left one, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. I'm one half of the dynamic duo that is Cozy and Murph. JD, my wonderful wonderful co-host, how you been, brother? I've been good, brother. How you been? Not bad. Heard you had a case of the sniffles over the weekend. Oh, dude. I was, I was fucking dying this weekend, dude. I, I went out and hung out with a girlfriend, and it wasn't COVID, was it? <sighs> you probably didn't even get tested. I didn't get tested. I never wow. been tested. But You're putting everybody's life at risk, don't you know? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, like the first day, it kicked in. I was like, I don't know. We were out to, we were out out to eat and I like I don't it just like felt like I had a headache and I was like exhausted like my body was just tired and I felt like my eyes were heavy and we ended up going to do this escape room at like 11 o'clock at night and we did two rounds of it so we were there till 2 a.m. and damn yeah I didn't know they did it that late they didn't. They let us stay afterwards because we didn't win the first time. And it was just us. We were the only customers that night. So they're like, yeah, if you want to stay, me dying, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I've never done one of those. So, dude, it's What's it like it's intense as fuck, dude. Like, okay, so it was me, Kayla, and um, our buddy Avery. We went and. Like, you walk in, they give you the little, like, rundown on the scenario that you're in and, like, how you get out or whatever. And it's, like, a series after, like, so many tests. 
throughout, and it's like unlocking different so things. So like saw, find, kind of. Yeah, like combination codes and un unsolving riddles and making ways past things and making things happen and walls move and it's just like it's pretty neat. It it was pretty cool. It was it was really fun, but. Like, I would do it again. It was, like, that good yeah. of an experience. I've always been curious. I've just never actually yeah, it done the first it before. Time, first time I had done that, but my butt was kicked when we were done. with we, we got a picture, and we didn't even beat the second one, actually, under an hour. We were, like, at an hour ten, but they just were not going to let us leave until we beat it. <laughs> it was so... Well, I'm glad uh, that they let you out, and it wasn't, like, a... Yeah, like, real life saw. <laughs> No, it was, it was fun though. The they uh the people were really cool and they were really nice to us and they took care of us. Um, oh yeah, so hopefully you didn't give any of them COVID. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Even I don't know if it was, but the the second day I woke up and like I was just a, a, a on fire. My whole body was a thousand degrees like throughout the night i just burnt through clothes and sweat and i was just miserable my head was in a fog and it didn't make any sense i like suffered through the day we didn't do much she knew i wasn't feeling good and i tried to play it off and i'm stubborn and i don't want to be the typical you know guy sick you know they bitch bone complain whatever but the next day came and it was like cold chills Everything else has subsided, but I was freezing and sweating at the same time. And my clothes were soaking wet and we tried to go out and go to the mall. And it was just, I was freezing and I was sweating at the same time. I was so frustrated. I couldn't express myself. I was sick. Like I wanted to throw up anytime I ate. And then today rolled around and I just got a foggy head today. I'm better today, but it was just a couple of days of really kicking my butt. Well, I'm glad you're still here with us. Sounds Fuck like you. it was sounds like it was a very treacherous time in your life. Uh, what have you no, been what have you been doing, huh? I did absolutely jack shit over the weekend, all right. I just piddled around the house, uh watched some preseason football, uh ate some food. Um, pretty much your typical do nothing weekend. I actually really enjoy that now. I used to yeah. hate that. I guess that's just a sign of getting older. It's like, I don't want to do shit this weekend, but chill at the crib, dog. Like, nothing else. Don't ask me to go nowhere. <laughs> don't ask me to do nothing. I'm just chilling. That's the crib. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it's it's a good way to stay out of trouble. Let's put yeah. it that way. 100%. 100%. That's, that's how I spent my weekend. We would just – so, I – Went out and bought Kayla an Xbox, and we have been on a gaming spree as of late. Have you ever played the game Fall Guys? Yes. Oh, we are the like, battle royale, like obstacle course with little goofy <laughs> cartoon characters. Bro. Yeah, we have been going in on this, and we just can't get past the last round. We can't win for shit. It's so hard. And if anybody out there wants to play Fall Guys with us, we need two more people for quads. Because they do like a point system, so if yeah. one person finishes first and the next person finishes, your 11th, whole team advances. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really fun. And we were, we were playing that before we got on here, but definitely one of my better investments to keep us entertained. I'm I'm very much enjoying it. It's like that's my little gamer girl. 
Oh yeah. That's oh, awesome. Oh yeah. No, that's nice. <sighs> All right, so what we have on the docket for today, my boy JD. Um we're gonna talk a little bit of fantasy football. Yes. Um we're gonna talk about uh our new recording format. I figure we could cover that. Yes. I'll just let keep people informed about what we discussed. Yes. Um I was springing this one on you, but I went and watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie over the weekend. That's what. That's one thing I did do. Oh, went, and saw a matinee, went and saw a matinee for like five bucks. Nice. Yeah, and it was it was actually really, really good. I, uh, it was better than I expected. It's gotten Let's some damn good reviews. It is. It's really good. I, I, it actually genuinely made me laugh, you know? Yeah. Like, and not in a goofy way, like, just because it was a funny joke. Yeah. Anyway, I'll talk about that That's a little good. bit. Um, yeah. Talk about the Hawaii wildfires and the conspiracy theory behind that. Yes, please. Uh, I don't really know as much. I just saw the tweets you were sending me, so you'll have to talk that up a little bit. Um, then we're going to get into some preseason football. Ricky QB uh, debuts, who had the best one. Um, the little USA basketball, and then we'll do all Reddit reads. Nice. Cool. That's beautiful. And w- so we we're, we want to start right with kind of giving the lay low on what the fantasy football is. We invited probably way too many people. <laughs> yeah. Our, gr- our group is large, and we will be making I think we're cuts. at 17. Yes. So oh, I don't know if people really want to play in a seventeen person league. I don't I don't think they do. It's like, so. That's when it gets really cutthroat and like yeah. every week you gotta pick up some somebody off the waiver. I think the most that I would do is fourteen. That's the most and that's still thin. Like you gotta fucking you gotta draft so good. because uh, like a twelve person league even gets tight, so I'm going to put a message into the fantasy football chat and see, like. If they would be interested in doing, like, um, another league. Yeah. We can do two leagues. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to do two leagues. Something to where we're not pushing too much. And then guys get disassociated when they're like, okay, I'm in the sixth round and I'm drafting an uh, undrafted wide receiver who's never going to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit gets very stale and you're banking on your QB and one one draft pick to win you every single week and it's just not fun or not yeah so we'll, we'll get something figured out with that I mean it's something we'll have to talk through I know that there are a bunch of dates floating around the last uh, preseason game I believe is the 28th um yes. two weeks from two today. weeks from today so I say we can either play it out the day after or we can wait till the day before the season actually starts and kind of see if anybody gets cleared or gets hurt in that last week of practice or something. You know, you know, just it's, uh, we want to leave it up to the people so they can feel more involved. Yeah, we can put a poll out for that. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. But and um, I'll yeah, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, but it's definitely in the works. That's all I was going to say. Right. Um, and moving forward, I guess we're going to record on Monday nights after the football games. That way we can talk about all the fantasy stuff um, for the upcoming week. And it's not like, you know, we're not like lagging behind. 
Because I know we had some issues with that last year, last season. Uh, Because we were talking about games, you know, that had already happened. And we, you know, this, that, and the other. So, Monday nights we'll be recording. So, probably Wednesday it'll be out. That'll kind of give each person a chance to listen if they're looking for any fantasy tips for the week that we didn't disclose for our personal team. Uh, We'll be giving those to you guys, and we'll still talk about last week's performances and stuff that we picked up on, things to look out for. Hey, we're going to do – we'll probably do – I'm thinking, like, here's waiver wire fines. Like, we might go look at who's still on the free agency list and be like, this guy might be worth picking up. Or go on to see who's playing bad and be like, this guy might be worth dropping. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we can go through the trading block and like yeah. talk about After who's worth trades. trading for and yep. shit like that. And I think it would be cool to kind of do messages with team owners and see who's working with what and who's working with who and like what they're willing to give up with. And I think that would be something that would be a lot more involving for everybody and kind of bring people, bring people in. Right. Hell yeah. Well, I think that's all pretty much on fantasy football for now, because we still got a couple more weeks of preseason. Do you want to just jump? Yeah, let's so, just jump right into the preseason. We'll talk. Sports. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking. We might as well just go ahead. Talk and shop. It's, it's been a lot of fucking – it's the preseason. It's overreaction season per yeah. usual. I've got Pretty. a page and a half of notes. <laughs> like it's just – but I keep – I've written down, like I'll write three or four different things, and then right after that I'll put preseason doesn't matter though. You literally texted me That's, that earlier. Yeah, because you get so caught up, you're like, damn, so-and-so looks good they could have a good season, and then you remember, oh, it's just the preseason, though. Yep. Because there's been people, like, there's been t- teams who have had a terrible preseason and then go on to the Super Bowl. And then there's teams that have a great preseason and don't win a game. So, What was it? The Raiders last year won every preseason game and didn't make the – they were, like, one of the worst teams. And then the Ravens are have been undefeated in the preseason since, like, what, for five years now. And – haven't won the Super Bowl, so you can't really go off the preseason. More or less, it's like who's going to get injured and who's not. And yeah, thankfully, you know there hasn't been a lot of big time injuries. Yeah, so I think that's a real big good takeaway. Everybody can be happy about coming away I from. I don't know if you just one. heard that knock. That was me knocking on wood for all the athletes because Murph is the fade god. Everybody. Oh so god! Now, now that he just said that. It's going to be something serious that goes down this week, and it's because of him. Your favorite quarterback just lost his ACL. Thank you, Cody Murphy, everybody. Round of applause for our man. Listen, I didn't do it on purpose, okay? <laughs> I have been like trying to stay on top of the rookie quarterbacks because my guy, C.J. Stroud, is one of those guys Like I, I, I'm very much so attached to. He's like a real quarterback prospect out of Ohio State, and I want to see – how he compares to all the other quarterbacks. So I've been really like honing in on the rookie quarterbacks. And I know I was telling you about how Stetson Bennett probably looked the best, but I sent you all these things and I probably don't even need to go into it, but do you, do you remember Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA? That was the one I think I I brought up in a couple podcasts. I'm familiar with the name, but I don't remember, um, you know, specifically him. 
He was like a, Being a, in college. a little athletic quarterback, DTR. <sighs> but he looks good for the Browns. I think we brought him up a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. But Max Duggan, he, he got a chance to play. A lot of these guys just, you know, the, those big those big names, Max Duggan, uh, Sean Clifford's not going to play. Aiden O'Connell's not going to play. Stetson Bennett's not going to play. But Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. Those guys have, you know, real shots to play this year, and not a single one of them played good, which is. What about Richardson the, and um, Levis? So Anthony Richardson went 7 for 12, 67 yards, and an interception, 39.2 passer rating. There was one ball, though, Anthony Richardson rolled out on, and he threw a deep ball to the back corner of the end zone. It was right in Buddy's hands in the back of the end zone. He dropped it. That was, I mean, that was the best throw of the night. Levis was doing fantastic, but they had him in for a drive to close the half, and he pulls a Will Levis, clutch time, crunch time, throws a pick. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell, you know, first time in an NFL yes. uniform. It's really – I mean, you just have to take it with a grain of salt because yeah. a lot of these guys, it's their first, you know, first game jitters. Yep. And – not really knowing the offense well and not having, you know, being synced up with the receivers. And there's just a lot of factors that can affect a young quarterback's performance in this preseason. So I think what is really interesting and what's lost on a lot of people is the fact that later in the games, you know, second, third, fourth quarter, you're seeing guys who are competing. They're competing for a spot, for a roster spot. They're trying to get a paycheck. And so I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that these guys are fighting for their lives, you know, a lot of, in a lot of situations. And I think that's something that's really cool to watch in the preseason is like, who's really going out there to compete for a spot. That's why I, I, I'll tune in and watch a preseason game because it's, it's still very much a similar feel to that of college where it's like there's a lot of heart in these guys. They're really just fighting to be on the team. They know. Yeah, if you're third, fourth string, you're on the chopping block. You know, you're yeah. just trying to make the roster. You're trying to get a special team spot. So You'll see some guys really, really hustling. There was some uh, big moves today, too, I forgot to bring up to you prior to the show. Zeke um, Elliott. Yep, Zeke to the Patriots, which might really be a damn good fit. And Dalvin Cook went to the Jets. Damn, which, I didn't which, see that. Which, I mean, if you're a fantasy guy looking to draft Brees Hall this year, that, that hurts because Brees Hall was a dog. But Brees is coming off of an, a big injury last year that ended the season. So, I mean, I'm sure him and Dalvin will be a big split. I've seen a thing, too, where, Kenneth Gainwell is the number one back for Philly right now, which I, I, I think is deserving. But DeAndre Swift is still there and is still a dog. But you know how Philly is. They do a rotation of running backs. You never know what's going to come at you. Yeah, really most teams do that. Yeah. There's just a few teams that have a premier back. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of shakeup going on right now. I know I was telling you about Justin Jefferson. He he's refusing to show up right now in Minnesota, and Jordan Addison's getting all the touches. But I think it'll all come push to shove, and everything will work out. Yeah, yeah. These, these things always tend to to end up pretty 
pretty much how everybody expects it. You know, like a lot of times <clears throat> something unexpected doesn't happen. Like it's yeah. really a shock if something happens that's not been talked about. Yeah. I think somebody that moves up a big uh, Deuce Vaughn, he's going to be a, a good back. Yes, for, Dude, the, he looks for the Cowboys. I hate it. I hate that he looks good, bro. He's like 5'4". Like hey, shout out Short Kings. Yes. Short he looks Kings. so go. good out there. It's incredible, and I hate it. Reminds me so much of Darren Sproles and those. Reminds me of, yeah, uh, Darren Sproles and, um, like, Gio, Gio, uh, God. Giovanni Bernard. Bernard. Yeah, yeah, Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Yes. No, I, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of Deuce Vaughn just because you can't help but root for that little guy. He's literally so little, bro. He's like Rudy. <sighs> I'm going to Philly for my birthday. I don't know if I told you. I think I did. But we're going to go watch the Cowboys in Philly against the Eagles. And I'm going to be like, all right, Deuce, you can get your 100-yard game. This is You can have this one, but everybody else has got to suck. Dak has to throw 75 interceptions. I mean, you have, he probably will. You seen <laughs> the thing where he was like, "I'm not, I'm not throwing more than ten interceptions all year." Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say that now. We'll all see. Right. We'll yeah. see. All right. I, that's all I have to say about the uh, yeah, preseason we'll NFL yeah. season. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of time left. Anything can happen. But football is right around the corner. College football is right around the corner. Everything's about to get dicey, and it is everybody's favorite time of the year. God damn, we love literally, sports. Literally, when the when the uh, weather starts cooling down, the leaves starts changing color. Football is in the air. That's when that is, that literally is the best time of the year. I don't care. It's the fall. The World Series is closing in. Playoff baseball, the start of football, fucking basketball still isn't here yet. Fuck basketball. I mean, God, what a time to be wow. alive. Wow, yeah, now that you say fuck basketball, um, let's let's talk about some USA basketball. They're in the, I think it's the FIBA World Cup or some yeah. type of big tournament that's going on. Um, where is it being held at? I, I, that's one thing I couldn't figure out. I don't know what country or what city it's in. I I believe it's in the USA. It's the USA Basketball Showcase. Okay. Yeah. I knew so it was I, some type I, of tournament, but I didn't know exactly. I know that in between the Olympics, they do like a two-year mark tournament, and it's like yeah. a, it's almost like a it's like the FIBA, but this year it is here in the U.S. and it's all like you were telling me, it's all the young guys, and I was trying to find a roster. All I've seen is like Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, we've got a pretty good roster as far as the American team goes. Uh, they were played Spain last night, and Spain had some. Uh, they had that Hernan Gomez cat. Yeah, they had uh, Rudy Fernandez, which he's he's old, but he was a former NBA player, and yeah. he could fill it up. Spain's uh, got some basketball players. Yeah, they're they're definitely not a slouch or anything. Yeah, but uh, I just watched the highlights because it showed up on my YouTube feed and. Um, the first three quarters, Spain kind of hung around. Um, and then halfway through the fourth quarter, USA just took off. It was almost like they were just toying with them. Yeah. The first three quarters. Because they were up by 10. 
they were up by 10 at halftime. USA was up by 10 at halftime, and then Spain comes out and uh, takes the lead in the third quarter by one. And then they, it was close all the way up until, like I said, halfway through the fourth quarter, and then USA just started dominating. Fucking berating them. I hadn't. I didn't even know that that was going on. I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I'll have to check Dude, it I'm out. telling you what, Jalen Brunson might be one of – Probably the most underrated player in the league. I that, really, boy can, that boy can ball, dude. I wish he didn't leave Dallas because I really liked him with Luca, man. They didn't want to pay him. New York of did. Of course not. Of course not. Fuck the Knicks, bro. They just. I know. It seems like anybody anybody that goes to the Knicks, their career all, like automatically goes on a down downturn. It's not even like you can put up Hall of Fame numbers there, but you're never gonna win shit. Like fucking mellow. Why'd you have New to York? It's just so hard to win there. I mean, it's so hard. The Mets are in last oh my place God. in the division. Don't. And the Nationals are ahead of you, bro. The Nationals. Yeah, we gave up on the Mets a long time ago, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't just gonna let that die. I wasn't. I can't. I can't. Wait, the- Mets got beat like twenty. What was it? Twenty-one to three or something. Oh, dude, have you seen the thing with the uh, Frank Tank going in? He's like announcing the lineup. Yes, I watch all of Frank the Tank's uh, little Twitter videos. Man, they crack me up. He's my spirit animal for sure. <laughs> I, it, baseball's in a weird place right now because it's like there's so many weird teams popping up now. I'm like the Cubs are ahead of the Reds. The Reds have been slipping the last ten. They're three seven. Or three of ten, lost seven. It's like, dude, I can't even. With I, I don't even want to watch baseball right now. I'm annoyed. Yeah, it's the after the All Star break. This that's when the season really starts. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's peaking my stress. I mean, the Reds are four games above five hundred, which is unexpected for the year. But I should. Are be they happy. gonna make the playoffs though? That's the real question. We're tied with the Cubs. At the moment, and I believe we are like a half game out of wild card. We just got to start winning, dude. We have to fuck. I was hot whenever Ellie Ellie came out, first came out. What, y'all win like 10 in a row or something shit like that? I know y'all went on a little, little hot streak. Some bullshit's what it is. So we are a half game out of the wild card. The first three wild cards right now are Philadelphia, San Fran, and Miami. Miami's 62 and 57. Chicago is 61 and 57. We're 62 and 58. So we're a half game out of the wild card. We just got to. How many games left? Uh, what is that? 62 plus 58. I mean, not a lot of games left. No. 
the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen, I'll probably cry. Fuck if Kentucky makes a round of thirty two, y'all should be grateful. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Last thing on sports that I believe we have on the docket is it's also related to baseball, but it's also related to some controversy. Wander Franco, which was the most amazing talent to step on the field last year. Incredible talent. I mean, if you had his baseball card, even just his base card, I mean, you were sitting on your kid's college fund. I have two in the basement. Listen, he's under accusations that he's dating a 14-year-old, which I believe she is 14. Here's the catch, though. You go to this girl's Instagram page. You look at her Instagram page. She's drinking wine. She's taking pictures, calling herself a mother. She's, you know, she's traveling. She's behind the wheel of a car like she's driving. She has extorted this man to get herself out of the Dominican Republic, which is a giant scheme for these, these girls overseas. To get off this island, they target these baseball players that are from their, you know, their hometown. Yes, Wander should have done some more due diligence, but I, I don't see how you win this unless you come up with more than just her Instagram profile. You're gonna have to, you know, really prove that. Well, this is what it says. Yeah, I don't know how we. I don't know. Anything really about the situation? You brought it to me, brought it up to me the other day or earlier today. So, and I just saw a little bit about it on Twitter. Yeah, but or X, I guess I should say. But yeah, sounds like he got swindled, and now he's probably going to have to pay up. I mean, honestly, he's going to have to pay. That's the only way out is you just got to pay or whatever you know, pay for her whole family to get out of there. Yeah. Well, the girl's mom vouched and said that she was of age. And so this is is multiple people that, you know, said that she was of age. And then she goes to outlets and media outlets to let people know she's not of age. And then he goes forward with the receipts. And it's just it's it's sad because. This is the reality of the world. Like, you really got to fucking, you got to check yourself some of these times. Not trust every little thing in this world because there are people out there that will come and try and fuck you. Yeah, but think about how, on the flip side, think about, like, how desperate, you know, her situation is. Yeah. She's willing to do this to get out of the country or whatever that she's in or situation she's in. True. And it's only going to be worse, too, if, like, he's had sexual relations or some kind of, I mean, anything of that nature. It's just going to amplify how much worse this is going to be. Right, but, I mean, if has he been charged with anything yet, or no, is it just, uh, like, rumor? It's under MLB investigation. He's out of the, he didn't make the San Francisco trip. Uh, the Rays have taken him out of the lineup and basically put him on. Uh, hey, leave. Yeah, like, like, leave. Like, don't. We're not going to put you in the middle of the spotlight on the field while this investigation is going on. Like, let everything 
settle, let the wind blow, all that stuff before we, you know, put you out there. And the next thing you know, every single time you do something on the field, there's a clip of it being thrown on the internet and saying, hey, this is how he probably swindles 14-year-olds. Boom, it's a home run or something. You know what I'm saying? So they just taking him out of the spotlight, just trying to make it leave the headlines. This is what they're trying to do. Right. Good PR move. Great PR move. Good on the Rays. The Rays are a great organization. I'll give them that. They know how to no, handle I really hope. I really hope they make it far this year. I could see. I could see it being them and uh, be the Tampa Bay Rays and the Atlanta Braves. That's my. That's my World Series pick. Right now, it's a good, it's a good fucking pick. The Braves are so fucking good. But there's a lot of there's a lot of baseball to be played. A lot, a lot of, of good teams out there. Play. Fucking and baseball is a type of uh, sport where if you get a little bit of momentum, you can carry that over a seven game series. I mean, look at the Phillies last year. Look at the Braves the year before that. Look at the Nationals. Look at right. I mean, all it so takes many- is the right right team getting hot at the right time. It happens every year and pretty much every sport, too. It's a random team getting hot at a random time. The Giants beating the fucking Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like, shit happens. Right. The That's why sports the ra- is like the, the Raptors. Rap. I swear, everybody's rooting for the underdog. Uh, sports is the greatest reality TV show in the world. If you got anything really to say is. about it, you can go suck a dick. And that is a great quote. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got on sports. How about some non-sports related topics like the whole city of Maui being quote burnt to the ground. Yeah. What's going on with that? I've been hearing some weird shit, like something about space lasers (laughs) or lasers from the sky, uh, celebrities buying up real estate and people refusing to, to sell their property. So, you know, these fires are looking kind of suspicious, the timing. So, I don't know. Go in. Fill me in. This wasn't brought to my radar because of what I believed was something greater at play. I thought it was more or less because of, you know, there's wildfires in Canada. So, of course, there's wildfires in Hawaii. But the more things started to pop up, the more it seemed off because people in Maui, are you know everybody's got a phone now they're all uploading to social media and there's like i know that fire spreads with the wind right like it moves as the wind blows it's going to go in the direction it's going to push the coals and the embers are going to push in a certain direction but there is an account on tiktok that is in maui and he's got like a direct line sight where it seems like it's like a, a, a blast radius almost, like a, a circle in the ground, like something struck the ground. And it's it's like the fire made its way out from this starting point, which is the first thing that really caught my eye. And I started, you know, dwindling on TikTok, looking more and more into it. And then I started going to Twitter, looking more and more into it. And of course, everybody feeds the conspiracy theories and ideas and stuff. So you got to kind of sift through bullshit and versus whatnot. But the more you look into it, it's like I've seen a thing where Oprah has been buying land in Maui 
over the last couple of years like crazy. She bought a 520-acre plot in 2023 and a 330-acre lot in 2023. And then she brought, bought two 10-acre swaths of land in 2022. And in the last few years, she's gone from a, about 100 acres of land in Maui to over a thousand acres and all of her land on Maui is untouched by these fires, but the surrounding areas that she couldn't buy off. And you go into the Maui court documents, which is a good video. I have to send you to, she has tried to purchase this land from the local the locals in the area and she they denied her pretty much it just i don't know if there's a giant it rakes it just it just stinks dude it just it's like if there's a trail you left one dude because she couldn't buy the land she bought everything else that she could she owns a thousand acres on maui which maui just looked at island. you know what's what's peculiar is the other night i was looking at on Google maps for some fucking reason. I don't know why I was on there, but I was probably going down another rabbit hole, but I was looking at the Hawaiian islands and I never realized like on the map, how small they actually were. Yeah. And so I was like looking through Google maps and kind of looking at the area that had been burning and like, it's wild how they said that most of the town was, was, burned to the ground and it's such a small area so you know that you know a lot of stuff got destroyed like a lot of stuff got destroyed it's i mean a thousand acres on hawaii is a lot of fucking land dude yes yeah. i mean it's a large percentage of what makes up and there's also the government has sent over donation pallets from mainland to Maui fire victims and they're not being distributed at all. They're all just sitting on pallets wrapped up in and saran wrap and so they're like starving people out. Basically it's like it it doesn't make any sense. And as of last night Oprah Winfrey's refuge community in Texas where she just bought a massive refuge and the, her refuge fine, but the surrounding area in Houston is now on fire. Hmm. You know, that, like that does seem a little fishy. It's, it's just, it's just like connecting dots and it could be nothing, but it could be something. But I mean, why are all these fires happening? You know what I'm saying? Are we trying to push people out? Is that the greatest? I mean, is it how many? I know wildfires have been a thing. They have been usually like what California. That's a big spot, right? You think somewhere super dry, not somewhere yeah. that gets you know rain on a regular basis, like Hawaii. Yeah, just doesn't. I don't. I don't know. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to think in, and I hope that people. Like I've said on those episodes in the past, don't take everything at face value. Feel free to look into things for yourself, kind of get an idea, and 
you know, make your own kind of analysis on it because I think it's fishy. I think this whole shit is fishy as fuck, and I don't like it at all. I'm not a fan. I don't fuck with Oprah, to be honest. She a weirdo. She, she, it was all because, the reason I don't like Oprah, ladies and gentlemen, there's an interview where she's on her damn show, and she's talking about the way she said this, and it could be taken out of context, which it, it was in the clip that I watched. I will admit that. But she said, as a seven-year-old, and you can probably take this out of context with me, as a seven-year-old, if somebody is touching your dick and they're good at it, you're not going to know it's bad. It's like, how can you as Oprah on live national television sit there and say that? And that You said be, that? Yeah, I'll have to send you that clip. She said it... Um, like on the Oprah show early in early in one of her years, but she was, I know it was a clip taken out of context. She was talking about like how at seven years old, you wouldn't know it was bad. Like you're right. But that's just not, it's not something you say though. Yeah. You're innocent. A seven year old is innocent. You know, they're innocent minded. They're not going to think anything of it really. And, but she's like making it sound like if you're good at it, that seven-year-old would never know if it was good or bad. They're just going to think, oh, this feels good. Like, that's fucking weird to say. And I just don't like, I don't know, those weirdo, upper, better-than-you type-ass people. You get a car, you get a car, bitch. You get a jail cell to rot, and that's what I want. Is she on Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? That's what I, I need to know. I, well, we'll never actually know who was on the logs, but I would, I bet my life she was on there. Maybe we will find out one day. Who knows? All right, JD, let's do our Reddit reads and get out of here. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Reddit reads has been a popular one for the many people who have reached out and just said how much they enjoy what we have been discussing. I would like more feedback from you guys, though. And we'll keep today short. It is a more or less just, what do you think? What would you do, my friends? The The topic reads, should I break up with my girlfriend or give her another chance? Now, I haven't read this because I need a shock value. Murph hasn't read this because I didn't tell some shit about it. So. This reads, my 27 male, that's him, and his girlfriend, 25 female, and I have been dating for one year. She has a history of drinking and starting random arguments. About a week ago, she got very mad at me for, quote, flirting with my friend's girlfriend in front of her. My friend was there with us. She had a massive blow up in front of two of my friends and their girlfriends. We were all staying at an Airbnb. After she threw a mug at my head, my friends all jumped in. Her and I ended up leaving to go our separate ways, me to my apartment and her to her aunt's house. She ended up back at my apartment, which she lives in too, and we argued all night. I do still love her and want to make things work, so we eventually came to an agreement that she would not drink for at least the next month and then we'd go from there. Friday, she asked to go out with her friend, not even four days after we made that agreement. I reluctantly agreed 
but asked her to please limit herself to two drinks and not come home drunk. She came home drunk. Happy this time, but drunk nonetheless. The next day, up until now, she's arguing that since she was happy and didn't cause an argument, then no harm done. Also, she's saying the agreement was that she wouldn't get drunk and cause an argument, not that she can't drink. False. I'm saying it is a slippery slope, and me letting this go will only lead to her continued drinking, and eventually she'll have another instance like last time. I'm currently in the process of telling her to find a new place to live because of this. She's saying I don't love her, I'm not fighting for our relationship, and that she's sorry and she wants to keep our relationship alive. I don't want to hear it because I do love her. I did fight for the relationship, and I gave her another chance that she quickly ruined. I'm just steadfast in telling her to leave right now, and I don't know if I should give her another chance. I want to point out that she didn't. She doesn't drink very often. It is just, just that when she does drink, she completely changes out of pers- as a person. She gets drunk really quickly, and it's lights on but nobody's home type of thing. It's a top toss-up if she'll be happy or mad when she's drunk, and there's absolutely no reasoning with her. That's why I wanted her to stop drinking. Not that she has a problem with drinking all the time. So Murph, should he break up with her? How long have they been together? A year. And no kids? No kids. They share a place, though. It I mean, like honestly, honestly, uh, I mean, this one kind of hits home for me because I've dealt with some of the same issues yeah. and situations. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I think I think he should leave her and, you know, tell her that Maybe they can try again once she gets her shit together, but he's not going to, that relationship, I mean, if you know anything about like recovery or sobriety, which I know, you know, you do, you know that it's it's not going to be a relationship. It's not going to be, you know, even kids. It's not going to be family. It's You got to do it for yourself. And if she's not willing to control her drinking, you know, whenever for herself, for herself to be a better person, then a relationship's not going to make a difference. Yeah. He doesn't need to be an enabler and play this game of, this bartering game of, oh, well, you can go out with your friend today, but don't get drunk or, you know, they should have stuck to the original agreement and, you know, put his foot down and set some uh, uh, tough boundary, a hard boundary. And, you know, put the ball in her court. I think if somebody throws a a mug at my head. Yeah. at At that point, dude, I mean, there's probably like just thinking of relationships past. If you throw a mug at my head, I know that there is no real recovery from that in a relationship. That's always going to. Well, you were willing. That's like a line that you cross. Like you were willing to do me. Serious bodily harm, yep. you know, because you were upset about something we were arguing about. But you know, like, who's to say you won't do something more, more severe l- later on in a later yeah. argument? Yeah, and you know, they have this argument, which, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what relationship you're in, there will be disagreements. 
in a relationship. It doesn't always have to be an argument, but there will be disagreements because people don't always feel, think, act the same way. People are different. But if every time that she gets drunk, she's a different person and she's acting out. And this is from one perspective, you know, he could be displaying any, you know, a certain, right. we don't know what yeah. he's like when he drinks and you know all what I'm that. saying? Yeah. But you can only go off what we, what we've been given for her to ask four days after this incident, like they made an agreement. Like that to me is an instant slap in the face going. So basically what we had discussed means absolutely nothing to you. What's more important to you right now is not working on us, working on what we need. But the most important thing to you is making sure you can go out with your friends and have your time. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like she's got her priorities straight. She's not prioritizing the relationship. Um, You know, she's just not into it. She's not in it. And so what's the point of him wasting his time? on something that's eventually going to fizzle out or could lead potentially to him getting hit with a mug or something worse. Yeah. Like what happens if that, that mug does hit you or what happens if you let it go? She stays with you. These things progress and it just gets worse. And like now, instead of you breaking up with her and maybe being the, the light that kicks on and saving her from a slippery slope that you speak of. Now you've just, turned yourself into the enabler for these behaviors to continue. And I think right. sometimes it hurts to, to kind of swallow the pill because you do have to sometimes let things that you love go, but sometimes it is also for the better. I mean, she's going down to, like you said, a very slippery slope, a very, um, you know, dangerous path. And I think, Maybe if he did end up leaving her, that would be a big enough wake up call to be like, hey, I need to get my shit together. You know, I can't be acting that way whenever I'm drinking. I need to, you know, try to control myself. Whether that's whether that's going completely stone cold sober or limiting yourself to just two drinks or three drinks a night or whatever it is, you know, I mean, everybody handles it differently. So, yeah, but whenever you're. Whenever the consequences of your drinking are are so severe that you could have easily hurt somebody pretty bad, somebody that you care, so are supposed to care about, somebody that you live with, you know, I think you have to think about, you know, not drinking anymore. Yeah. And last thing I'll say, um, for him, I mean, it's just a year. You've only been with her for a year. And you don't have any kids. Yes, you do have an apartment together, but that's easy, easy enough to get out of. So, yeah, to answer long, long story short, I do think he should break up with her. Basically, all the comments read the same. And I wanted to kind of say what I thought before I read the comments. And so none of these comments would kind of sway my opinion or my thoughts. But pretty much everybody's in the same boat. It's like, dude. Make yourself clear when you're breaking up with her. This is why I feel like we should break up. It's not that I don't love you. It's that there are issues at hand that you are refusing to acknowledge or attempt to resolve. And 
if that doesn't kind of light a fire under her ass, then you, I mean, you're letting go of one that is potentially going to hurt you or hurt herself in the, in the long haul. So, right. Because she's not going to do, if she won't do it for herself, she's not going to do it for you. Yeah. Kind of like what, I mean, reiterating what I said earlier, it's just, if somebody's not willing to do it for themselves, then they're not going to do it for anything. So listeners, put yourself in his shoes. What would you do? And get with us. Get back to us. We're doing one read today. That's all we have for you. I feel like this is a pretty steady, easy episode. It is a little bit shorter than usual, but we're going to try. I know that we talked format, me and me and Murph did, um, splitting up our fantasy and football type episode versus a regular style episode. So there will be some changes, transitions coming in the next couple of weeks. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I just think it's going to be too much. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about fantasy-wise. Yes. And I think it's just going to be uh, too hard. It's going to be too long of an episode to cover both the fantasy, football fantasy, and um, like the non-sports stuff as well. Because yeah. I do, I enjoy doing covering that stuff a yeah. lot. As much as I like the sports, I mean, I do like talking about current events as well. So, yeah. like, we'll we'll still record the same way, but we'll probably drop two separate episodes. That way, if you're not really interested in the fantasy football, you can kind of forego that episode, and then we'll have forty, forty five minutes to an hour of yeah. non sports related stuff to talk about as well. So. Now on our anchor page, if you are a diehard or just a regular fan, you can donate to us and kind of help the cause. But if you choose to donate or subscribe, which you can do under now Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, if you go on there and do that, you you will open up access to what will be coming in the future. In the future, there will be... Exclusive content drops, extended release episodes, and there's going to be more things that we work towards. And we're going to make a bunch of content coming up with this football season. We're going to have a lot to talk about, a lot to say, and it's just not even going to be all football. So if you need that extra, you know, 30 minutes or sneak preview, early access to an episode, it'll be worth, you know, throwing a couple dollars our way, making sure we can push the timeline up especially for you and if you like everything you love everything you hate everything go leave us a review on on spotify apple podcast check out the youtube i'm always uploading clips on tiktok waiting for the one that blows i think we had one go over like 3k the other day i want to say the lizzo one people were enjoying that one a lot of likes a lot of saves of course nobody wants to comment and speak their mind on it so We'll do the speaking. You guys did the listening. Hell yeah. I like that. (laughs) Let's leave it at that right there. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you have a good rest of your night. Peace. Peace.